welcome to season four of the Como Factor podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Christine Strobush. And I'm Sonal Trevetti. Do you struggle to accept, enact, or even embrace change? If so, my friends, you have come to the right podcast. True transformative change can feel overwhelming and often unsustainable. Using the Como Factor as your guide, you will discover that you can accomplish more than you ever thought possible. If you've ever wanted to undergo a personal or business transformation, are looking for inspiration, or just want to hear some great stories from leaders that have undergone a true transformation, this is the podcast for you. So can you believe we're actually kicking off episode one of season four already? You know, Christine, it's pretty exciting. As we kick off a new season of our podcast and also a new year, many of us find ourselves trying to figure out where we are personally and professionally. And where do we want to go? With that in mind, our topic for today is all about new beginnings. Listeners, before we get to the process of unveiling our vision for the new year, let's reflect a bit on the previous year. Many of us were still trying to cope with the pandemic and find a way to our new normal. So many people had to start working from home while juggling family and day-to-day, you know, things, having to share workspace with others in the house, having kids going to virtual school from home dealing with getting COVID and just unexpected circumstances. The pandemic in so many ways transformed almost all forms of communications, collaboration, and customer experience into a digital experience. Today, clients expect services to be available across multiple platforms with a phenomenal customer experience, high engagement, and decreased response time. Whether we realize it or not, we've all had to go through a transformation of sorts, just trying to adjust to all of these changes. So with that said, Christine, looking back at last year, what were you most proud of personally and professionally? It's a fabulous question. I think, you know, in a a new year, many of us often reflect on how we close out the previous year and then trying to start the new year with a clean slate. And uh, our coach likes us to go through kind of a a completion exercise. And you can do that for the year, you know, for a big accomplishment and so on. So yeah, I've done some reflecting as I look back on on last year. and, And as we always do, we look at it from a professional and a personal angle. And I would say I couldn't narrow the professional one down to one. Um, I've got two big accomplishments that I'm proud of. And so I'm just going to share two. Um, First, I'm really excited and I'm really proud that Sonal, you and I and our team, we were able to grow our business by more than 200%. And as a small business, starting up in the middle of this crazy time, um, I'm really proud of that. you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. So that for me is, is one, it's one for the record books. And and now of course that we've set a high bar, we're going to need to do that again um, in 2022. So we'll see how we go there. Um, this one professionally is, is of course publishing our book. You know, there are so many people 
that dream and talking of writing a book, but we actually did it. And it is truly changing the lives of people all around the world. I love when we receive messages, whether it's on LinkedIn or email or, or through our website, where people are telling us about how our book has really changed their lives. And that just is a great feeling. So professionally, I, I would put it in those two categories. Personally, you know, since we're here uh, on this Pomo journey and we are the architects of our one-of-a-kind life, um, I feel like I've been able to design a balanced life that allows me to be more present with my family than I've ever been able to be before. Um, you know, when I look at my my previous life, some of the things that I was able to do, for example, and this is just one of so many, I was able to actually take my daughter to and from school in 2021. And that sounds like such a small thing, but that time together in the car talking or since she's a teenager, not talking, um, it's really precious. And I was never able to do this when I worked in corporate America for someone else. I mean, maybe once in a great while, like on a Friday or something, but it could never have been a normal thing. And, and now it is. So I, th those are really the, the two, um, two aspects for me, Saul. I think you summed it up very nicely. And I am incredibly proud of you as your promise partner, especially on the personal front. Um, because I know over the years, you've really, you know, struggled to try to do it all. And I think, you know, now you don't really have to make that choice and, and you're truly living, you know, um, your one of a kind life. So that's fantastic. I love that. And you know the follow-on question, don't you? Did you have any regrets or anything else that you would want to have a do-over with? Oh, come on now. You know, <laughs> 2021 was so perfect. You know, everything went exactly according to plan. And and I, I had no issues, right? I'm joking, right? Because things um, things never go completely according to plan. But we still need to have a plan because then we can course correct. So I would, I would answer this um, kind of, let's see how I can say it. We, we definitely had some lessons learned, you guys. Um, starting a business is not easy. Um, some people maybe make it look easy, but it's not. And I'll give you just one example. So we had a, a situation in 2021 with one of our partners where the quality that was delivered was not up to our level of excellence. And there's a whole long story behind that, but I'll just leave it at that. And as a result, we felt the pain of opportunity costs like never before because we had to invest a significant amount of our time that was unplanned to compensate for that lack of quality because we were going to make sure that we delivered a quality solution for our client. So our client really didn't feel the brunt of this, but we did because quality is king. And, um, you know, the cost of quality can be very, very high. Now, I will say, you know, it was some work, but we've adjusted our sales, so to speak. We made some partnership changes. And uh, I think there was a lot of a lot of lessons to be learned in this, and we'll be able to avoid this kind of scenario in the future and keep doing what we do best, which is serving our clients with excellence. You know, you're right. Not everything is perfect. And I think a lot of 
this transformation journey for us is also reflecting on, you know, what, what we've learned and what can be improved. Um, but I think, you know, having our anchor of just really making sure that our clients are first and foremost has, uh, has always, you know, served us well. So I think that's awesome. I think our listeners would love to hear about um, what you're most proud of over the past year, both personally and professionally. Yeah, I'd love to share. And, you know, it's hard for me sometimes to really kind of sit back and and really uh, relish, I guess, all that that's went well. But I have to say that uh, personally, I am incredibly proud of following a dream that I've had for so long of getting my executive MBA. As you know, over the last two decades, when I was in the corporate world, I struggled to find the time to be able to pursue this dream, especially because I was struggling global roles that continuously had me traveling all over the world while being a single mom. Not only am I doing my executive MBA, but I'm actually doing a global executive MBA that's going to give me dual degrees both here in the United States as well as in Europe from two very prominent universities. And the second one I would say is that we recently moved closer to Mark's parents as they're getting older and needed help. And I truly feel grateful uh, to have our business and be able to have the flexibility to, to support them. You know, I am professionally and personally so proud uh, to have you as, as my business partner and just being on the same page, you know, about where we want to where we want to go with Como and just being able to, to balance the big things in my life without feeling pressured or guilty about anything, I think has been like probably the proudest thing um, professionally that I've done in, in a long while. And then, of course, like you, I think writing and publishing, you know, our book, um, this has also been a lifelong dream of mine. And, you know, Christine, when I think about the fact that we went through that whole process on our own and have actually sold our book worldwide in over a dozen countries in different formats like audio and print, it really makes me want to smile, just as I'm sure it makes you want to smile, too. Actually, I know it makes you want to smile. And I would say, in addition, just the whole evolution of, of our company, the Como Group, has been like watching one of my children blossom. And in a way, it's like our child. <laughs> was there anything, Sonal, that was particularly difficult for you that you wish you could have changed or could have fixed? I mean, goodness gracious, you had a, you had a move um, <sighs> in the middle of all this, too, in the middle of the year, which that's not easy. So uh, why don't you share a little bit of that with our listeners? Yeah, we moved across country. And I think personally, I had a lot of things happening last year, even though for some people, the pandemic, you know, slowed things down. I felt like I was just adding on more and more uh, to my plate. And in particular, I had some things, as you know, that I was dealing with that were health related. And I have to say it was, uh, it was really a reminder for me that putting myself first is of utmost importance. And intellectually, it's obvious that, you know, if, I don't take care of me, I won't be able to, to be there for others in the way that I want to. So that said, you know, I wasn't the best at prioritizing myself this past year. And, he, and of course, there were challenges like we talked about, you know, it's not just easy to go back to school and, and do like a global executive MBA. The travel, of course, you know, um, 
it was a lot. And then the move and all of that. But I think, um, you know, just being very like intentional this year about focusing on myself and prioritizing my health was definitely something that I think I would have uh, wished I would have done done better last year. And professionally speaking, I think in addition to what you already mentioned about our partner, I would say that, you know, it was a big aha moment, right, uh, for us in terms of not everyone has the same standards that we have at Como when it comes to delivering on, on our promises. And for me, it really reinforced how committed we are to bringing the best solutions for our clients and, and the fact that we're truly adding value for them. So it was just another reminder, I would say, of, of sorts to, to make sure that, you know, you have utmost clarity of, of you know, how we, who we want to be and how we want to show up for, for our clients. Um, so while, while it was a tough, you know, situation to go through, I think it was great that um, that we were able to to you know stay focused on on what we're trying to do here with our company. So, Christine, looking ahead to a new beginning at Como, you and I have a ritual of coming up with a word of the year, our anchor, and I'm wondering if you want to share with our listeners, um, especially for those that are are listening for the first time. Because those that have joined us from the, the get-go probably, you know, have heard a little bit about this. But would you mind sharing with our listeners what a word of the year is and why did you and I start using this? Yeah, this is this is one of my favorite new uh, favorite new tradition. I say new tradition. We've been doing it like five or six years <laughs> now, but um, I still love it every year. So. You know, think of your word of the year as your guiding light of clarity. You know, something that you want to focus on in high definition. And I'd love this quote. You know, we love quotes at Como. So there's this quote from Bruce Lee that says, the successful warrior is the average man or woman with laser-like focus. So for me, I started choosing a word of the year five five or six years ago. the very first word that I chose was balance because my life was anything but balanced. Uh, I was working way too much, giving my best to the company and leftovers to my family. And simply focusing on balance allowed me to be intentional with every decision I made. I mean, it was one of those things that that's my word. Um, every decision I was making, I was thinking about, does this bring about balance? If I if I stay just another 45 minutes, I can finish this deliverable. But if I do that, I might not be home in time to tuck my kids into bed. And I would make decisions. This really, this one word really made a difference. Um, since then, I've had a variety of words. I chose best one year because I wanted to really be intentional about living my best life. After that, I chose freedom. And that's still a, a big passion for me. I think I would probably choose freedom for the rest of my life because I am a big believer of freedom and I want to, um, you know, live a life that that I choose and spend my time doing those things that bring me joy and that make a difference in the world. But after having freedom for a couple of years, I decided, and it wasn't easy, I decided to make a change this year. So my word for 2022 has very deep meaning for me. And it's inspired by several verses 
out of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And I'll just read a little bit and it probably will sound familiar to you guys. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Oh, I just got the chills, Christine. And, it is. Uh, it's beautiful. It is. It is so beautiful. And, you know, all these years as, as we started this tradition and you had your word of the year listeners, I mean, this is a woman of her word. You know, I think there's a handful of people that I can really say that, um, you know, when they say something, they truly do it. And, and I hold you in that very, very small, small group of people, Christine. And uh, what I love is just watching the transformation each year, you know, because I think it's not just something like a New Year's resolution where, uh, you know, you've made this thing up and then, you know, by the time like end of January comes, like it's, it's gone and we've moved on to something else. What I've really, you know, seen you do over these, these past years is when you come up with that word of the year, I really see you be very intentional about, you know, living it. And I think that is just so inspiring. And I've loved, you know, watching, watching that, that journey, uh, watching you go through that journey over the years. All right, Christine, come on now. Um, can you share what your word of the year is and, and what it means for you? This year, I want to love. And in your mind, when you're listening to the word love, think about it in like all caps and bold and really big. I want to love the people that I love better than ever before. And whether I'm talking about my husband, our kids, my parents, my brother, my nieces, my friends, and of course, my promise partner, I want to love what I do and how I do it better than ever before. I want to love how I use all 24 hours in the day better than ever before. I want to love our clients and serve them with excellence and help them to transform. I want to love our people. But by the way, you know, I'm unashamed to say that I do tell our team members frequently that I love them. I mean, it'll be a leadership meeting and like they did a great job and I'll be like, that was awesome, Jacob. I love you. And I, I mean it. I literally want to love every waking minute of my life better than ever before. And I have absolutely clarity of my word love. And I believe that true and authentic love could change our world for the better. I mean, can you imagine if every human being focused on the word love, even for a day, what would that do to our world? So for me, I'm taking ownership and I'm committed to love more than ever before. And I literally cannot wait to see what's going to happen. Hmm. I love, love, love your word of the year. And I think it fits you so perfectly for this year too. I have to say, I also love 
this this whole idea of choosing a word of the year versus having a New Year's resolution because it really does help to bring focus and clarity to what we want to create in our lives. And as we've shared countless times, if you don't have clarity of what you want to do and where you want to go, you're leaving a lot to chance. And so I I really um I mean, you're such a loving person to be with, but for, for you to really kind of have that as your anchor word, I just, I can't wait to see, you know, what's going to come of it uh, this year. So that's pretty exciting. Thank you. Well, I want to pivot now because I am, I'm actually, I'm really excited for Sonal to share um, her word. I can say that I think your word is really powerful. and. Um, well, let's just say that Sonal had picked a different word before and then she kind of pivoted. We'll, we'll talk about that in a, in a little bit. But I love the word that you finally settled on for this year. So how about you share your story and your word, Sonal? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm ready to share it. And as you know, I, I wanted to have an intentional focus on my personal and professional transformation this year that's committed, purposeful, and deliberate. Not that I haven't been that way, but I wanted to be truly present and deliberate in, in the way that I show up each and every single day. And that's why I very carefully chose the word intention as my word of the year. Christine, I want to wake up every day and be intentional about what I do and how I spend it. Um, I want to be intentional about what I'm doing and who I'm doing it with. So many of us, I think, wake up uh, every day and then get quickly sucked up into just getting on with it each day, right? You know, basically you can look at it as a focus for the day or a mantra for the day or, or for the month or for the year. and um, you know how much we love quotes here. And I think oh, yeah. I tripped on this. Yeah, I tripped on this quote uh, just as I was searching, you know, um, for my for my word of the year. And it's 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 by Brenna Yovanoff. Intention is one of the most powerful forces there is. What you mean when you do a thing will always determine the outcome. The law creates the world. And I just knew that's what I needed, you know, that's what I needed um, right now and going into, into this year. So intention is the word that I've chosen as my primary word of the year. Now that's important. Primary. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we'll, we'll get to that, but I, I, I love it. And I think where you are is, um, I think this is an excellent word for you. You've been juggling so much with the new business and executive MBA, uh, traveling, uh, all over the world every single month. Um, I think personally as your promise partner, I do think you have a lot of intention already, but I think this just shows some, some self-discipline that you want to, you know, raise the bar and just be very, very intentional. And so I think it's, I think it's fantastic. But why don't you want to share a little bit? Because I'm, I'm hoping, I'm like, what we're hoping here is our listeners, it's not just about us telling a story. It's about, you know, sharing what we're doing. And hopefully some of these things may inspire you. So, you know, Sona, why don't you share about 
how did you find clarity of your word of the year and what you wanted to accomplish in the, you know, in the coming year? Absolutely. So I have to say, I have been taking this whole thing of having a word of the year to heart. I mean, it's now a ritual as Christine shared, you know, for us. And I like her also put a lot of thought behind it because at the end of the day, I want it to be meaningful for, for me and I want it to make a difference and I want it to, to inspire me and motivate me. And I probably started to think about my word of the year last November, you know, around the holidays as everyone starts making your end plans. And at first I started to reflect a lot and started intuitively asking myself questions, both in my personal and professional life. Um, it was things like, you know, as I look back at this past year, what could I use more of in my life and what could I use less of in my life? You know, did I achieve everything I wanted to and why was that? Or, or, you know, what was the cause of it? And then I think this, the main question that really kind of helped me, um, almost zone in, you know, emotionally was how do I feel about this past year and how do I want to feel in, in the coming year? And that really kind of helped me fine tune, um, you know, what, what I wanted my word of the year to look like. And as you know, Christine, um, I have a daily meditation and journaling practice. And one thing I did was as I started my daily meditation, especially in the last week of the year, I basically asked myself, what do I want to focus on in the coming year? And for me, this is a great tool uh, that I learned uh, through some of the meditation classes and apps, you know, that I've been using. And it's a great way for anybody uh, to get clarity. So just really, you know, putting the question out there and, and then, you know, meditating on it. So following my morning meditation practice, I also journal for a few minutes. And it's amazing what came to me as I, as I did that, uh, because, you know, I was hemming and hawing a little bit about mm -hmm. what I wanted that word of the year to be. And as I went through this process, I felt an overwhelming sense, um, to, to gravitate to this word intention. And as I decided that intention was going to be my word, I did a test with myself and asked myself over the next few days, you know, how does this word really make me feel? And what do I hope to do with it this, this coming year? And I have to say that when I started to, to kind of roll it around in my head, uh, I felt a sense of empowerment and excitement. And, and that's, that's how I knew like it was the right word uh, for me. I also think intention is very different than, than having goals. A lot of people understand, you know, the value and necessity of setting goals, right? We do that all the time, like in our oh, company yeah. or, or personally. And it's important to have goals as it helps us to, to see our future, you know, to get a better understanding of what we want, to create a plan so that we can stick to it and get it done. But for me, I also think that there's a, a downside in purely focusing on goal setting in that it takes us out of, you know, the present moment and puts more focus on, on what we don't have. I feel like goals give you a destination, but intention gives you the why. And yeah, Ooh, that's, that's really, I, that I've never heard that and I've never thought about it like that, but I think that's really, um, that's a light bulb moment for me. 
I think that's that's really good because if you're going to be intentional about something, you really need to understand why. Exactly. And I think as soon as you know your why, right? Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's like there's no question about, you know, yeah. what, what you're going to focus on. And so that's mm-hmm. why I chose intention as, as my anchor word. And again, for me, I feel like setting and um, living my intentions are going to allow me to focus more on who I am in the moment and to live out my values and intentions to me. Um, they're really more about who, who you want to be, you know, what you want to contribute to your surroundings, um, to your family, to your friends, to your community, to your, you know, business. Um, and, and really about how you choose to, to touch the lives of others around you. And, and I know that you and I are on the same page about, um, about that. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how I came about, uh, getting my word of the year. I love that. And I, I would say, and I think we've talked about this on previous episodes, your journaling, uh, discipline has been an inspiration to me. And while I don't journal every day, I'd say I've been very consistent over the past year and probably journaling three, maybe four times a week now. And that's because of you. So, yeah. I love that. And I think, you know, listeners, for those of you, you often hear like Christine and I like throw, throw the words out, you know, promise partner to each other. And I think that's something that's also really, really important as you're, you know, setting out to do something, just having somebody there that you can verbalize kind of, you know, what it is that you aspire to do and having that person, you know, be there um, to really kind of champion, you know, your, your goals, your, your vision, your, your mission and be your cheerleader, support you, you know, get you back on track. I think that's been something that's that's just incredible that, you know, you and I've been able to do for one another, Mm -hmm. Christine, because again, you know, all too often, like the day in and day out stuff, you know, it it takes over. And I I also love the fact that, you know, we can always kind of share different, different, you know, rituals with, with one another. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I think we've given, we've painted a good picture about clarity and how we got there. And, uh, and now I'm curious, like, how are you going to take ownership of implementing your word and, and everything that's attached to it? Do you have any special ways that you plan to stay on track to ensure that you've got a meaningful mindset? What do you think, Sonal? So I guess, you know, I plan on, on ensuring that I live um, my word uh, daily. And one way that I have been doing it so far and that I plan on, you know, sticking with this habit is, is just to set simple daily intentions for myself. It's almost like, um, think about it as if you were creating a roadmap for yourself uh, and in a way, a reminder for how to live out each day. Not that, you know, we don't know how to live out each day, but I've got a few big lofty things that I want to accomplish this year. And by ensuring that my daily intentions support those lofty dreams of mine, I'm going to be giving myself the inspiration, the motivation to achieve these things while being present and reminding myself of, of my why. So for example, you know, this week as, as we're out here together, um, you know, uh, on this client engagement, right, in, in Dallas here, I also know that I, I don't get to see you, you know, every week like I used to. And so you know, one of my intentions is to really make sure that, 
you know, we have quality like FaceTime and I also get to hang out, you know, with your kids and your family. But, you know, so I really set that intention for myself is, is making sure that, you know, I'm in, in the present you know, moment um, while I'm going, going through all of these things that we've got lined up, but also intentional about how I spend my time, um, you know, with, with you and your family. Oh my gosh. I, you know what? I, I feel the same way. Like when I know Sonal's going to be in town and it's about, let's say one week, a month ish, you know, those, those times are really precious because we get that, uh, you know, we get that time together and, and I'll tell you like Sonal has built relationships with every member of my family and all the kids call her auntie Sonal. And I'm talking like all the kids, no matter what age group they are, they all, they all do. And, uh, and she's awesome. And, and I, I want to say also like a shameless plug as, as Sonal's talking about these lofty dreams, this woman is going to graduate this summer with her global executive MBA. And that is a huge accomplishment. And I can't wait. And I know she's being very intentional about all of that. Right, Tom? <laughs> I sure am. I sure am. Thank you. Good. I love your word intention. And I love that I get to use my word when I say that. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I, I hope you don't mind, um, but I do want to put something else on the table here. There was a time, like you said, you kind of started, we both started thinking about our word kind of end of 2021. And uh, I know you pivoted from it, but you would it be fair to say that you kind of have a secondary word? And uh, uh, how about we share that? Do you want to share that with our listeners? Why not? Since you've put me on the spot here, why not? <laughs> You know, in, in many ways, and as we were talking, when we're kids, when we're younger, you know, we always look for, for the magic in, in every moment, you know, everything is magical. And as adults, again, you know, reality kind of sets in and we're all just laser focused on, on, on getting somewhere. But wouldn't it be great if we just, you know, found that magic again in, in the way that we worked, in the way that we lived, in our relationships? And, uh, and I was very serious about using oh, you know, thought, magic. Going to be magic. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm all in baby. When we look at our two words and we've been doing this, I think the last couple of years, we take each of our words and put them together and it becomes like this force multiplier. And it, we're just, again, trying to be very intentional with, uh, with Como and with our business, of course, as you would expect especially if we're going to grow another 200% this year um, or more. Um, But let's, let's talk about, you know, what it looks like when we, when we put our words together. So first is intentional love. Okay. Think about the words in that order. We are going to be intentional about loving our lives and our Como business. It doesn't matter how big or small you are. You need a strategy to win. While we don't have time to share all parts of our strategic plan here today, we are excited to unveil our three strategic practices, which form the basis for our custom transformation solutions for our clients. So you want to kick it off for the first one? I do. So our very first one is all about people and culture. And if you think about it, people are the most important asset in, in anything that we do in any company in any situation. And for us, 
at Como, it includes people-centric strategies for, for growth. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about, about our people and culture practice. Um, the, the second one is process and analytics. And this really includes simplifying and streamlining business processes using data-driven analytics and role-based methodologies to help our clients to optimize their businesses. And we hear so many stories. There are, because of what's happening right now in the industry with supply chain challenges, there are so many businesses that are not able to grow because they cannot source sufficient materials. So they're going to try to sustain their revenue line, but then they need to optimize their business. And this is where the process and analytics uh, practice would come in play. And the last one is all about media and technology. I mean, with everything digital these days, you know, you really want to harness that. And um, our media and technology practice includes using creative media to transform and grow brands and companies. So those are our three strategic practices. This technique of combining your word with either a partner, a spouse, or even within a team can be a really powerful way to create aligned focus. So we've started doing it. I, I actually don't know if other, other people are doing it, but we've started doing it and it's really powerful and it drives that sort of accountability. And it also shows that whole power of like we've said one plus one is 11. Well, this year in 2022, Two plus two equals 22 at Como, baby. So power of the power of 22 is, uh, is coming at Como um, this year. It sure is. And, uh, you know, just even doing it with the team, as you know, Christine, we did it with, with our team as well. And, uh, and it, it's, it's a really great exercise. And, uh, and just, again, you know, a great way to anchor yourself along with uh, the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Friends, we would like to wish each of you an incredible year of intention, love, magic, and joy. And if you aren't spending your days doing what you love, perhaps this is your year to make a transformative change in your life. Everyone deserves to live the life that they love. So what are your intentions to make your dreams a reality? If you're unsure where to start, consider using the Como Factor. Reflect intentionally until you gain clarity. Take ownership for your vision. Carefully manage your mindset and keep it meaningful. Stay away from the scarcity mindset. Last but certainly not least, make sure that you're embracing your one-of-a-kind self. You don't need to be like someone else. Just be who you are. So listeners, thank you for joining us today on the Como Factor podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone that you think might benefit from it. We would also love for you to follow us or connect with us on LinkedIn at the Como Group. Drop us a note because we would love to hear about your word for 2022. And just remember, you've got the Como Factor in you.